Welcome to In The Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morkis. Hey everyone, Tom Morkis here, and excited to bring a special guest on today, Scott Oldford, who is, has been an entrepreneur his entire life. And Scott hasn't chosen the easy way out when it comes to creating significant impacts in the world. By the time Scott was in his early teens, he'd already built a successful web development and marketing company with high-paying clients and a team from around the world. And through his early success, he was able to create incredible momentum for his business. However, due to lack of focus, and maybe we'll talk about this today, uh, and multiple failures and not being ready, uh, in his own words, by 2013, he found himself $726,000 in debt. That's close to a million. It was during this time that he developed the SSF method, a method of using online marketing funnels that allowed him to generate nearly seven figures in less than 12 months. So went from crazy in debt to amazing cash flow in a, a dramatic amount of time. And he's been featured in Entrepreneur Inc., Forbes, Huffington Post, Globe, Mail, and even uh, Mixergy. We just talked about that offline. And since May 2015, he's been able to help over 10,000 entrepreneurs with this method. And he has a goal to help 100,000 entrepreneurs implement this method and methodology by June 2018. So that'll be coming up here in the next couple of years. But Scott, thank you so much for being a part uh, of, of this conversation today. And, and I'm glad to have you on here. Of course, man. Listen, I always love hanging out. It's going to be some fun. If you're listening to this, uh, it doesn't matter if you're an author or a consultant or coach or, I mean, B2B, B2C, doesn't matter. You're going to learn a lot from this uh, and my intention for you and your intention. And I, love, I love this. You're getting this more than likely uh, in, a, in a place where you click this, you're listening to this, you can be listening to anything else. But smart people, smart entrepreneurs, the smartest people I've ever met. They listen to everything they listen to, everything they read, they listen to it as if they paid $100,000 for the information. Um, so listen in and be present. And that's how I believe you're going to get the most from this. So Tom, awesome to be here, brother. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Scott. So I, I do want to dig in. The, the, the cornerstone of this conversation is all about the SSF method. Um, and so we'll talk about that. But I guess before we get to it, um, I am curious because the backstory is fascinating. And I, I don't know if I've actually heard the full thing, to be honest with you. I mean, I think I've heard bits and pieces, but maybe you can just take us through briefly. What was that like hitting that low of lows and then coming out of it, digging yourself out of it? Take us through the backstory. Kind of what, what led you to develop the SSF uh, method? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I had a little bit of an interesting life in which, I, you know, I was really sick. The majority of people are, you know, have these failures as they go along the way, right? They quit their job. Uh, they underestimate how things are going to go and, and, you know, so on and so forth. I, I had kind of the opposite. I was an entrepreneur since I was like eight years old selling eggs on my, you know, my parents' acreage, right? And then from that point, it just kind of spitballed from this. And I mean, like $20,000 when I was eight years old selling eggs to the point when I was 16 years old selling online programming services for six figures uh, consistently, right? And so, and I was at the right place at the right time. And, and I mean, like, let's, let's be honest, some of it was dumb luck, right? There's luck in terms of like, there's luck from a perspective of I work my ass off and thus I am lucky. And then there's just right place, right time, right person. Um, and there's a, there's a particular piece that's there for that. And I was the right, I was in the right place, right time, right person. Now, 
the, the problem was, um, you know, I had this great business, you know, so much momentum, but my talent and my luck brought me places where, you know, my character couldn't keep me, right? And I just turned into a complete asshole. I mean, to be very, very honest and very abrupt about it, right? There's no other way to, to really think about it. And, uh, when you have a bunch of people around you that consistently say, um, hey, you're a winner, you will continue to be a winner and praise you and all these different types of things, you start believing your own Kool-Aid, right? And, and we start believing this uh, – as entrepreneurs, we have these wonderful stories that we tell ourselves. We have this wonderful filter. Uh, thankfully, because if not, we probably all, you know, not do anything, right? And we all have this wonderful story that's fed by our ego. And uh, our ego can be our greatest asset or our worst enemy. And um, and Ryan Holiday talks about that in a, a wonderful, wonderful way in his latest book, Ego is the Enemy. Um, and it, it, was, it was, you know, I was uh, around 21 and which is like four or five years ago, everything fell apart, right? Everything fell apart. Everything I touched from the time I was 19 to about 22, 23, somewhere around there, 22, everything I touched literally turned to ashes. Like, I mean, there was just, I mean, it was a mindset thing. It was a mentality thing. It was an attitude thing. I was just, I mean, there was no luck whatsoever, right? So you go from having everything to go to having nothing, I think it's easier to go from having nothing to going to having less than nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's, a, it's really difficult in every way, socially, emotionally, um, you know, relationships. I mean, everything changes and you're just there being like, wow, I'm really a loser. Like I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really a big failure. Right. And what I, what, what, what happened here, I'm really thankful that this happened because I think that, you know, if I was continued to be successful, I could end up being, you know, who I am today, but being a really bad person, being a horrible person that you know, didn't understand um, serving others, right? And so I, I didn't ever understand this element of being able to build your kingdom in which you're serving others, right? You know, the king and the queen of your, if you're a queen, king or queen of your kingdom, you serve others um, and thus you are served back, right? And so never understood that. I always woke up in the morning, who can serve me, right? Who can, who can make my life better instead of who can I make someone else's life better? And I think it was understanding that and then understanding the, the next element of successful entrepreneurs, successful people, is they understand how to package and leverage their value so that it can impact more people. And that that value, because of course, if you impact more people with value, you're going to get more value back. Like that's, that's how the whole value stream works. So from the time, of, you know, from the last three years, yes, in June 2013, I was $726,000 in debt. I'm sitting here, I'm going to do about $3 million in revenue in 2016. But the reason that that's happened and the reason that that has been, um, I, I've seen the success is because number one, um, I saw the value of, of, you know, serving people, which is number one. There's no method to that. It's just a mindset thing. And number two, I was able to what I call now today, the SSF method, sidewalk, slowly, and fastly. I was, I understood how to present my value in a leveraged one to many way, as Dory Clark talks about in her book, Standout. And I was able to very quickly and very effectively find a way to leverage my value and my unfair advantage for others and then teach others how to do the exact same thing um, using the SSF method, which is a fundamental way of using marketing funnels and a fundamental way from going one-to-one to one-to-many, one uh, which is incredibly important if you want to scale and build a seven-figure business. So, okay. So let's talk about that for a second and maybe we'll just dive into that and kind of go through it. But I'm curious to maybe 
and I don't know if this is a good before or after, but what, what were you doing before? Because obviously you had success in the beginning, then it right. collapsed. Right. What, what changed about the method? Like what, how is the methodology different now with the SSF? What were you doing before? And, and then we'll talk about what, what the SSF method is. Yeah, so I mean, I made a majority of my money in my teenage years in programming, um, you know, creating online applications, um, you know, it could be the iPhone at the end of it, some iPhone apps, some Android apps. Um, so I made a majority of my money programming, web design, web development in the heyday where you could charge a ton of money, not like the day where it's a commodity, right? It was, it was very specialized back then compared to, you know, today, right? You can get an app for an iPhone now for, you know, five grand, you know what I mean? Back in the day, you could charge 500,000. Um, and it was a totally different situation. So that was what I was doing before. I mean, when it came to my actual failures, it was just a fact is, you know, I wasn't focused. I was trying to do way too many things. I was trying to get the world to serve me. Um, and, you know, up to the point of what really failed, I was having a marketing agency. Um, and I was just, you know, I, 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 I honestly, I took really, <laughs> I gave other people advice that I didn't take myself. And the advice I gave made them great money, but I thought I didn't need my own marketing funnel. And because of that, I had these ups and downs and these feasts and famines and, and you know, just horrible times, people, you know, places of complete anxiety. And, um, you know, I, I was talking about on Facebook yesterday about, you know, th these PTSD like symptoms of, um, of, of things that happen in our life because of the fact that we put ourselves in such bad situations sometimes as entrepreneurs. So that's what it was beforehand. And, you know, I, I have always loved working with entrepreneurs, specifically the ones that are, you know, making the, the, the six figures to seven figures, because you can take an entrepreneur that's at $150,000 and bring them to seven figures in 12 months. Super simple, super easy, right? It's, it's the easiest place after you get past those six figures to get to seven figures. It's so, so, so easy. Just like once you make your first two or three million, it's really easy to get 20 million. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there, it's a lot more difficult to get your first million and your second million, or I think they said your second million is the most difficult one. And then after that, it's really, really simple. So it's very much like that. I love working with entrepreneurs and I always have, but I didn't, it, the way that the method I wanted to go with, I wanted to help you know, hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs because majority of entrepreneurs that are out there, majority of people that resonate with the word entrepreneur they're living from a mindset perspective, a bank account perspective, from a place of poverty, right? Of, a, of literal poverty. And they have all this value. They have all this skill, all this knowledge, all this experience. And they haven't figured out how to leverage it so they can go from one to one. So one, one to one client customer to one to many. So one to 10,000, 100,000, a million, right? And if you do that, you totally get yourself out of the poverty mindset. And, and I mean, listen, this is a different poverty than, you know, uh, the other side of the world. Like, you know, don't get me wrong here, but it is a mindset where you continue to look in your bank account, you continue to work 16 hours a day and you're like, what is going on? Something's not adding up. I'm sacrificing everything and my bank account's still not adding up and I still have more bills than I have money. What the heck is going on? I thought this entrepreneurship thing was a freedom play, not, you know, try to figure out how to pay all my bills on time and be racking up debt. And it's totally avoidable. Okay. So great segue then to talk about the SSF method. What, what is it? Take us through the overview of the 50,000 foot perspective here, and then maybe we'll get into the weeds with it and, and see how we can right. apply it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So at, at the end of the day, anybody that's at 60,000 plus in revenue, or is going to be there fairly soon, anyone that's making over $5,000 a month, I, I believe they need to have, 
a marketing funnel because a marketing funnel allows you to generate um, your leads in a sustainable way. That's just kind of coming through. It allows you to scale the one-on-one interaction in a one-to-many way, right? So the problem with online marketing, the way that it's kind of been broken right now, and it is a little bit broken online, is the fact that almost every everyone's been taught to set up that marketing funnel. But we're just pushing people through. We're not pulling people through, and we're not giving them any type of specific experience. Now, the whole sidewalk slow lane, fast lane methodology is based on the fact that there's three different types of leads. They're different. They're looking for different things, and they're in a different mindset, right? They're all in a different mindset. So they're sidewalk, slow laners, and fast laners. So S S F. All right. The problem is, majority of marketing funnels only go after the fast laners, the people that are ready to purchase and ready to purchase, you know, relatively soon. Now, the problem with that is that that's only 1% or 2% of the people that are actually ever going to put their email address in to your little opt-in or your webinar or whatever it may be. Now, if you're selling something for $100,000 a piece, that's totally fine. Majority of us aren't selling something that's $100,000 a piece, and so that isn't fine. That doesn't really work. So the SSF models based on having three marketing funnels that interconnect that are intelligent enough to be able to have leads that are uh, in a place of not really understanding what the pain is that you solve at a place of, in a slow lane, of knowing where the pain is, and now they're looking for more knowledge, they're looking to understand the process, they're looking for an authority, they're looking for you, and then in the fast lane, they're looking for the opportunity to solve that problem, and because you've brought them through the sidewalk in the slow lane, you've made the pain relevant to them, and you have um, you know, given them all the knowledge, you've allowed them to become an informed buyer, the chances of buying from you and not looking elsewhere are significantly higher. Now, the difference is, is that in each lane, emails are different. In each lane, lead magnets are different. Facebook ads are different. Traffic sources are different. And so we have, if, if we have this three funnel structure, yes, it takes a little bit more time to do, but you can literally put that on autopilot and sit back and work on the business and allow your ability to work on the business instead of going out and hunting for new leads every other day, hunting for new customers every single day. I mean, you know, I, I do one-on-one consulting and I do six, I, I have six slots. All right. This entire year, there's been one case where one slot's been free and these are not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. You're looking at uh, almost six figures to engage with me from a consulting perspective. Okay. I have yet to go and look for, like I've only once looked to fill one spot. The entire year, those people, those people have just simply come to me. When it comes to selling our you know, flagship lead generation program, you know, I'm not out looking for leads. I'm not out messaging people to try to get them to buy it. They purchase it because they feel like they have a connection to me and they brought themselves from the sidewalk to the slow lane to the fast lane. And once they're in the fast lane, and they jump on that webinar, they want to solve the problem. It's not jumping on a webinar, oh, I want more information about this. It's jumping on a webinar of, I want to solve the problem. Do I feel like Scott can help me? At least in my case. Yeah, so let me back backtrack real quick, and then we'll, we'll dig back into it. Um, so the three, sidewalk, slow lane, fast lane, SSF method, uh, and these are designations of what, like what you, what would you call them? The type of the avatar, the type, the type, the type of lead, the type of lead. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't particularly say it's an avatar because right. you have different avatars in the business, right? Uh, and they can all go through the sidewalks, so like that. Like it's more so what mindset they're in, right? So 
somebody in the sidewalk isn't aware of the problem, they're not aware of you, um, they're in your demographic, geographic, behavioral profile, but they just have never really been exposed to what the problem is. They're not going to bed at nights, you know, thinking about this. Uh, in the slow lane, they've heard about it, they're aware of it, they see that it's a pain, uh, they just don't know how much of a pain it really is. So, um, but, but now they're in discovery mode, right? They're looking for more, they're looking for more. So video series, eBooks, uh, podcasts, things like this here where they can actually understand and process and make it their own and figure out how they can use it themselves. It's really, really important um, in, in that in that slow lane. And they're looking for an authority, right? They're looking for someone to look up to. We're, we always, we're all looking for someone to look up to when we have a pain, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just like getting kindergarten, right? Uh, we, always, we, we always go back. You always think about your kindergarten teacher. Majority of people have a positive experience when they think about their kindergarten teacher. I, I know I do. Uh, Mrs. James, you know what I mean? Like fundamental, you know, fundamental person in my life, right? And then in the fast lane, they're convinced that this is a pain. They now just need to be convinced that you have the right solution. Uh, and typically, this allows you to charge more. Typically, this allows you to have much higher conversion rates. Uh, and, I mean, the number of people that go to, say, a competitor of mine, it's so tiny once somebody's in the fast lane. I mean, they're like, hey, listen, Scott, I'm in, you know? And so that's a difference then. Let me go and look at the three or four other solutions, which is a lot of the time what happens if you just are trying to bring in leads that are always already in the fast lane. Okay, great. So, and then one of the things you also said was that each of this, each of these type of leads, whether they're on the sidewalk, slowly in a fast lane, they're going to be found. Uh, I don't know if that's the word used, so correct me if that's the inappropriate word. But they can be found in different areas. Like they're going to be right. searching for different things. They're going to be on different platforms. They'll be maybe even searching different things on like Google. On you know, yeah. so this ties into SEO a little bit. So I, take us through that. Like what? Maybe you'd be give us some like buckets here of like because you actually mentioned it in the slow lane. You were like these are people who are listening to your podcasts, right? Books. So it was right. like in my head. I was like, okay, so having a podcast is good for slow lane people. Tech. Right if you're making that connection. So talk us through that. So you, you got to think about, um, essentially th- there's a couple of things you need to think about. You, you need to think about the intent of that person, you know, the m- mindset of, of which they're to. And then, you know, the beauty with this marketing funnel is that you can drop people into any specific lane at any time. So for example, someone's searching you on Google, right? You're going to put them into the slow lane, right? Cause they're in, they're in information searching mode. You want to put them to the sidewalk. They know their problem. You don't need to make the problem relevant to them, but someone on Facebook, Here's why the majority of Facebook the people that try Facebook advertising, this is the number one reason that they fail. The commitment is too high on a low commitment platform. If they don't know you, why are they going to sign up to your webinar? You know what I mean? Like, why, why, why are they going to sign up to your webinar? And you look at it, Facebook ads in the last three months have increased in cost 64%, all right? In the United States, 72%. In Australia, 134, right? So... All this, everyone's, you know, knowing that in the last six months, the number of Facebook advertisers went from 3 million to 4 million, right? 3 million to 4 million. So there's more, there's everyone's jumping on this bandwagon. Everyone's jumping on this bandwagon. If you want to make paid traffic, organic traffic, partner traffic work, you think about the intent of that, you think about the mindset of that person and what they're thinking about when they're on a podcast when they're on a webinar. If someone's going to come and spend 60 to 90 minutes on a webinar, 
they're probably really interested about being, or they should be at least, they should be interested about the solution. If someone's listening to this podcast, they're more than likely in the slow lane. They clicked it, interested in marketing funnels, more than likely knew what marketing funnels were, and knowing that they probably needed it. And so if you're still listening to this, you're in a slow lane mindset of wanting to have the knowledge and understanding the process and looking up to someone. And by the end of this, you're either going to say, okay, this is relevant to me, this is painful, and Scott resonates with me, or Scott doesn't resonate with me. And then the slow lane is really the determination factor of, hey, do you want, um, you know, me showing you? Do you want um, you know a fifty-year-old man showing you? Do you want a thirty-five-year-old woman showing you? Who do you resonate with, right? And that's a huge part of business is that we have our own groups of people that resonate with us, right? And so in the slow lane, that allow that allows us to target in a really, really great way. So let's say, for example, you're doing a partner promotion. You know, Tom, I know you're in that world a lot, and. A partner promotion, they're always going to be on the upper edge of the slow lane or the lower edge of the fast lane, and the webinar or the video series is going to bring them into the fast lane, right? So you would never bring, you never do a, 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 a you know, a partner promotion to the sidewalk because you're going to just miss out on a ton, 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 a ton of people because they're going to be like, oh, this is too simple. You would never do, you know, a, if you want to have really good high converting webinar, you would never do a Facebook ad directly to a webinar or directly to a video series because you're going to pay way too much money. The commitment is too high for not knowing, right? So whenever you're thinking about wherever the traffic's coming from, you got to think about how much time are they going to spend with me and what are they thinking right now? Are they in complete discovery mode? Are they, do they know what the pain is? Are they in purchase mode? Where are they? And then based on where they're to, you can then kind of think about, okay, where do I want to bring them inside of my marketing funnel? Can you go over those last two items? So wherever the traffic is coming from, you mentioned two things, and I'm taking notes here, and I wasn't able to capture them. So um, you're looking at where the traffic is coming from. You know, yep. Is it Google? Is it Facebook? Whatever. And then the mindset the, the mindset of that person, what they're looking for, right? Are they, is it discovery of the problem? Is it discovery of the solution? Is it wanting to have the opportunity to work with someone to solve that problem? And then how much time are they willing to actually spend with you, right? How much time are they actually willing to spend with you? Because, you know, in a sidewalk, someone's willing to spend five minutes, right? Guide, quiz, mini video, something like that. In the slow lane, right? Video series, they're willing to spend about 15 to 30 minutes at a time, right? Video series, ebook, actual book, these different types of things. In the fast lane, they're more than willing to watch a video sales letter. They're more than willing to, you know, go on to a webinar. They're more than willing um, to, you know, go on, you know, full onto a sales page or whatever it may be, right? Whatever that conversion method is to bring a lead to actually be a customer. But the higher the lane, the more time that you can request from someone because now they're more bought into their pain and solving that pain. Okay, fantastic. So, okay. And, and I know you have a whole course around this, um, obviously, that teaches this in depth. So I know we're not, we're only gonna be able to scratch the surface here. Right. There's some way that you can give me a framework to work with, like on a very basic level, that that maybe is to some degree, people who are listening, they can be creative and apply it to their own situation. If you want to use an example, that's fine. We can go with an example and just roll with that. But show me how you would actually set up slow lane oh, yeah, or sure. sidewalk, slow lane, fast lane, if possible. Sure. So, um, you know, Danny, any, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we just, um, Danny, uh, hired me on a consulting basis to help him implement his evergreen, uh, marketing phone. Cause he was working before, but he wanted to, he wanted to bring down what we call the CTA, the cost per acquisition. And he wanted to bring it down by half. Right. So he's selling a $3,000 program 
amazing program. He does launches, he does amazing launches, but he wanted to have that evergreen piece in his business because it's a very, and that, that this is the beautiful part about marketing funnels, right? It allows you to have consistent evergreen revenue coming into the door. Now, this is what we did for him. And um, I actually, we, we just launched this two weeks ago. We're already getting 50 cent leads off of Facebook, right? So awesome, that's great. Now, this is what we're doing. We got a quiz, right? Sidewalk, all right? We got a quiz and that's what we go to Facebook with. Right, so everything starts from Facebook with this quiz. Now we're going to start bringing in some other forms of advertising later on: YouTube, Twitter, um, Google, these different types of things. You know, Facebook's not the ultimatum; it is a good place to start for majority of businesses. It's not the ultimatum; you can get traffic from anywhere. Now, from the quiz, once they do a quiz, they get one of four profiles. Out of that profile, they get a little one or two page guide that talks about them. From there, so all that is the sidewalk. All right, all that is a sidewalk. So it's a point of getting them to discover because the product, think about a $3,000 program on how to build an actual program, right? How to build an online program. So then it goes into a two or three part video series. All right, it goes to a two or three part video series. In the video series, we're trying to do three things one, get them to buy into the transformation, two, handle their objections before we get them to the sales piece, right? So dispelling the, you know, kind of getting away to all the myths. And number three, teaching them something that they didn't already know, right? Allowing them to have that discovery moment and that knowledge moment. Then from there, so that's a slow lane. And then we have the fast lane, which is the actual webinar. So the webinar is about 90 minutes long. Um, and then we bring people into that actual webinar. Now, there's lots of things that support this email marketing, retargeting, all these different types of things. But that is the basic SSF funnel is being able to go, say, from a quiz to a video series to um, an actual uh, webinar or sales page or whatever. He's selling something for three grand, so he's going to have to do it by webinar. And, you know, anything else really isn't going to work that well. So, okay, so I think this is, this is fantastic. Um, and when they go through the quiz, they come out with some sort of profile. Do they go through a different trajectory based on what they, yes. they answer? Yes. They get slightly different emails. They get slightly different uh, experience. Uh, now, we didn't go full on, you know, everything different, you know, all the ads different, everything else. And I wouldn't, if you're listening to this, I wouldn't recommend you doing that either, right? You know, do a couple of different emails based on where they're to. So they're like, oh, okay, cool, they listened. But don't go too crazy on that because if you go too crazy on that, you're never going to get your marketing funnel launched, right? Yeah. About marketing funnels, you know, there's a couple of things that define someone that will get this working compared to that, that, that don't. Number one is iteration. Right. Number one is seeing failure as iteration. Right. Things are not going to. There's certain things that aren't going to work in your marketing funnel. Number two is momentum over perfection. Right. Um, m- money follows momentum. Money does not follow perfection unless you have you know millions and millions of dollars or your Apple or your some other really big company that um, is paid for perfection. Okay. And uh, along with that is going to come the persistence. Right. If you get this working, your entire life and your entire business changes. You can go from 150, you know, I, I, was, I was working with somebody, they can barely buy the course, right? They can barely buy Leadcraft, which is the program. They can barely buy that. They're going to do almost a million dollars this year. Right? So last year, they, they came in around November of last year. They started the program around January. They implemented it. It took about three months for them to implement. Um, you know, they're generating leads off of Facebook now for 30, 40 cents. <laughs> and they're doing incredibly well. Whew. I like those numbers. Okay. So as I look at this as an example, so, so just looking at this, cause I think this is actually something relatively simple that most people could put in place. Obviously it only scratches the surface here, but I think it's actually 
I've been looking, kind of eyeing this as well, like moving this route with gotcha. paid ads and stuff like that. But I want to be, be, you know, uh, smart about it. I just want, I want to blow, you can blow a lot of money really fast if you're not. Right. right? So, so tell me a little bit about this. I'm curious for Danny because I'm, I'm, I know Danny pretty well. I'm guessing most people who listen to me have heard reference to him. Right. I mentioned him on multiple podcasts. I've shared his stuff before. He's a good dude. Um, definitely, I think one of the best marketers out there. Um, and, and, and I'm curious. So he was doing this for, for his platform. So I'm kind of familiar with it. When he went from, so he goes through the quiz. That's how he gets the really cheap leads that you guys are getting. And then they're able to profile them. So you're obviously able to tag and segment and whatnot. And then you're putting them through a, a three-part video series, two to three-part video series. Um, and I love that, that three pieces. So I'm just going to kind of summarize here, but get people to buy into the goal, dispel any myths before they get to the, the chance to purchase. So you're just getting rid of any, any objections, objection handling right there. And then yep. you want to teach something that they didn't know before. Exactly. And from there, you're not actually selling anything yet. You're actually pushing people from that then into a live workshop or live webinar. Is that correct? Uh, in this case, it's an evergreen, right? Ah, in, in this okay. case, it's an evergreen. Um, and then what we do is once a month, we hold a live one for all the people that didn't show up or the, all the people that didn't buy. Because on, on average, on average, this is an amazing stat. On average, people go to webinars three to four times before they purchase. I'm not joking. You know what's funny is like I've done enough webinars where I think I have seen people get in again on them, but I never made that inference. Oh yeah, I mean if you if you go look at the stats, it's very very. I mean it's it's fascinating. It is very fascinating because you know I'm like I mean, you know how do you have time to do that? But at the end of the day, people want to see you know are they is it a different offer? Is it you know at, at the end of the day here's here's a mentality, especially if you're selling stuff online. If you're not selling stuff online, and think about it, if you're here, you're not selling stuff online. It doesn't mean you have to sell stuff online for this to work. This works right. in any type of business. Like brick and mortar. I have a photographer using this. I mean, like uh, she she's booked up until 2018 at this point, right? Um, she's going she's going you know on a three four month trip because she knows she got money in the bag, deposits down all for next year. She's never been able to do that in her entire life. Um, so what's what's really fascinating about the online business is that people you know people I mean you know if, if someone's going to spend two three four five thousand dollars with someone that they do not know, right? They want to see them in multiple facets. They want to see them in multiple places. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it, it is somewhat hard to trust somebody that's just on the internet. They can be anyone. You know what I mean? And so there's a level of, uh, you know, wanting to see someone to be coherent. And I think that that's why people, you know, log on to these webinars multiple times. And you, you definitely see that with, I will say, you know, you don't see with that if you're serving the market of people that are doing quarter, half a million, three quarter. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going on a webinar three times before I decide, you know, to work with someone, you know what I mean? Like that's just not happening. It's like, you know, I, I'm at the level now, I like, see the sales page and like, I don't want to see the webinar. How, what's it going to do? What's going to fix? Yeah. Five grand. Cool. Here's my credit card. Let's do it. Right. But you know, that, that kind of comes with, you know, having, having a multi-million dollar business where you, you don't have, you know, time is your most valuable asset now and you're yeah. not you know, money is your most valuable asset. Yeah, but and then on that, and this is going to go going tangential right now, or a little bit off the the track here. But in your case, at the end of the day, like, are you at your level? Are you really buying? This is random, but are you are you really buying educational courses anymore? Or are you basically just kind of looking for, 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 for my team? For my team, gotcha. Yeah, not me. Um, I invest all my money. Uh, like this year, I think in total for me and the team, masterminds, courses, coaching, everything else, we'll do about two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars in in you know that. So it's about ten percent. Uh, and everybody in the company, whatever their salary is, they get 10% of their salary on top of their salary uh, to spend on training, right? Um, which is just a kind of a, a cool, easy way to, you know, allow people to budget themselves on it. So typically I'll, you know, I mean, the thing is, 
there's an unfair advantage in the fact that I know most of the people that are doing these online courses at this point, you know what I mean? So like, you know, I pretty much reach out to them and say, you know, it's not like I'm going to Danny and, and buying his course. I went to Danny and, 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 you know, how our relationship started was, um, I went to him for him to help me scale my business. Right. And since working with him on four or five X revenue per month since February. Right. And so then in June, he's like, you know, he saw what I've been doing and everything else. And he basically, you know, paid the money back to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to do the actual consulting. And now we're actually taking his program, my program, we're doing a live event in December, right? Mm-hmm. We're calling it Business Craft and 30-person event, and we're going to build your entire marketing funnel, everything else in five days with you in person in Atlanta, right? And and so, and that's not what this podcast, or this is not what this to, to talk about. Oh, I think I lost. Are you there? I am, but it says my connection was a little spotty there for a second. Uh, yeah. So anyways, what I, what I was saying, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about, but the beautiful thing is, um, it, it's like, this is like, <laughs> this is just such a fundamental change in this online world that's going to happen. It just so happens I'm leading it because I had to use this to get out of debt and majority of what I see online that's being taught in the marketing world all these people already have lists and they have a lot of budget. I started my company and I use it. This was, this is insane. My girlfriend now, fiance, soon to be wife. I used her credit card, her line of credit to finance my Facebook ads in order to start Infinitus. And that's, you know, that was a big, you know, I'm a little bit more riskier than most folks, but I had to figure out how to squeeze every dollar out of, you know, every lead that was coming in the door and I couldn't just, you know, send out an email um, cause that wasn't my situation. It was a totally different situation for me, uh, which is kind of cool cause not using a methodology that requires you to spend $50,000 on advertising. That's awesome. Very cool. Okay. So let's take this back to SSF. I want to apply this maybe to people in who are interested in writing, publishing, self-publishing or, or being published or publishing other people's books. Some, you know, where we have content where we're talking about books, does this only apply to if you're selling uh, you know, high ticket digital products, where else can the SSF method apply? And if it does apply to kind of the publishing space, maybe we can talk through some Q and a about that. Like how do we apply it there? Well, I mean, I, I guess it really comes back to number one, are you fiction or nonfiction? Right. You know, if it's yeah. fiction, it's a little bit different. We're going to go with nonfiction. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's go with nonfiction. Um, I was at a mastermind a couple of weeks ago and we were having this conversation actually over, over some really good stakes in Montreal. Um, actually at Danny's mastermind. Nice. <laughs> uh, and, and so here, here's the deal. It really comes back to why are you writing the book? Right. Majority of people write a book in order to gain an audience, gain authority, um, and, and more than likely sell something on the back end. You know, majority, most people don't become rich with book sales. You know, I mean, most people don't build their entire business just on book sales. Um, and, and you know, if you're listening to this more than likely you, you know, you aren't, or it's a longer game type of thing. So you got to think about why you're writing the book. So if you're writing the book and you're publishing the book in order to gain an audience, a marketing funnel like this is brilliant. Right? Because of the fact that it allows you to bring in, because a book really at the end of the day is in the slow lane. It's not even really like, you know, a book itself is not really a product. You don't need to get someone on a webinar to sell a $9.99 book. You know what I mean? No. By any stretch of the imagination. So the um, best way to sell a book, put a guide or a quiz on the front of it. And then, you know, in the slow lane, once they come in, you know, buy the book, 
right? And so, and, and there's many different ways you can do so-called a book funnel. If you're not going to, I mean, there's two, there's really, you know, two ways here. You either have something on the back end that you're selling, whether it's coaching, consulting, or a program, or you're just building it as an authority play to have, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people on your email list. So if you're just doing it as an authority play, your goal is to essentially make it so that your lead generation is free. So you can build your list for free and buy get lots of book sales for free. If it's a program, uh, you know, on the back end of it, your entire goal is to do is build the audience plus sell it right away. Now, I always believe you should always be selling something. Even if you don't have anything to sell today, like find something to sell today really quickly <laughs> because the problem with building your email list without selling something is that you actually train your audience not to buy from you. You train your audience that you're not a business and you need to train your audience that you are a business, right? And that you do provide value, but some of the value is, you know, pay for play. You know what I mean? And so I, I see a lot of people, you know, I got, I got one guy, he got 400,000 person email list. He's almost going bankrupt right now, right? Not because he's not because he's stupid with money, but for the last seven years, he's never sold to these people. He was always too afraid to sell to these people. And now when he sells to them, they're like, uh, it doesn't feel right now to them, right? Mm. It's really interesting. But he's in partner traffic and I can get them to buy from me, not because I'm you know any better of a salesperson, but because I come across from a business perspective. That's a totally, yeah. it's a really, really interesting thing. So, you know, never be afraid to sell, right? Never be afraid to sell because at the end of the day, people that are in your fast lane, they want to buy from you. They really, really want the opportunity to work with you or to buy something from you. Um, and so, you know, what I can say for all authors, you really got two situations. You're either building for authority or you're building for something on the program side. It, yes, it can work from a book perspective. I do recommend having something on the back end of that book, whether it's now or into the future, because that's where a majority of your profit and revenue is really going to come from and your ability to build a business, you know, write more books, um, and really achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Okay, great. Um, and yeah, so as an example, so I know I was thinking about this and I think that's, it was a conversation I had with you maybe like a few months ago, maybe like yeah. a year ago, we were talking about this and it kind of was like, and I remember thinking like, that's exactly it. Like it was that I, cause I'm in the publishing space and, and, and launch space and stuff like that. So I work with a lot of uh, writers, traditionally in self-published and whatnot. And um, a lot of the conversation I, I have in the self-publishing space is people who are like self-publishing, you, you know, there's a lot of great self-publishers out there, but there's a lot of people who are doing it because it's like just a really cheap, easy thing to get in. They think they can make a buck doing it. So they kind of, they come in with that mindset. And I, I think to myself, like they're trying to use their book as like trying to give their book away for, um, like give a, a couple chapters of the book away for free or something like that and trying to build an audience that way. Obligations to it. Because that's, that's like sidewalk traffic, right? So we're sidewalk. Nobody cares about two chapters of a book. And that's why I never encourage people to use like, you know, chapters of book is like the lead generator. It just doesn't if, make sense. If, if I'm going to buy a book, I'm going to spend $7.99 buying it. And I'm just going to get the whole thing. I'm not going to read like two chapters of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, because I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm looking here. How many people have so many books, you know, on your Kindle or whatever that you've never read? Now, if you think about the people that you've actually read, two things that either happen. Number one, you look up to them. Okay, so they're an authority in your life. And number two, what they published a book about is something that is painful in your life. Right? So both of those are in the slow way. Problem is people are going out trying to market their books through the sidewalk with the slow lane lead magnet or slow lane offer or whatever it yep. may be. And you've got to put something before it. Right? You've got to put something before it to make it relevant. If you don't make it relevant, because the thing is, even if you sold, right? even if you sold 20,000 books, right? if nobody consumes it, 
it stops right there. Your authority stops right there. Your ability in the marketplace stops right there. But you have 20,000 people that actually buy the book and actually read the book and actually take action on that book. Now you have something that is powerful. And, you know, in my opinion, books are useless until, unless someone's actually going to consume it and yep. use that information. Yep. I think that's an interesting point. I never really thought about that, but I think it's one of the reasons why it's probably so important, not just to sell books, but, but to do something to get people to actually read them. Oh, um, uh, I mean, it, it is, I mean, there's a lot of psychology even behind, you know, getting not even the book, but, you know, of course I'm working with, you know, one of the top persuasion experts in the world right now for my program to get people, you know, just, just, to, you know, dessert from here for just a second, just because it's so amazing, but getting people to implement um, our program, right? Because it's one thing, you know, it's one thing to get someone to buy. It's pretty easy to get someone to buy. Uh, a lot more difficult to get someone to actually implement. But if they implement, our success rate is sky high. And on the other side of it is, for you as an author, if you get somebody to buy your book, okay, well, that's one little tiny $7.99 sale. If you can get them to read it, it is the best slow lane lead magnet you can possibly ever have because at the end of the book, they're like, yeah, I'm in the fast lane now. What else do you have for me? And now that person, your lifetime value of that customer goes from $7.99 to 500 or 1,000 or 2,000 or 5,000 or 10,000. And that's where you actually make a variable, very profitable business using your book. Yep. And so again, I think it comes to, so looking at this, um, we want to, we want to, we want to, prep or plan or prepare probably not so much planning, but actually execute on this stuff, of course, but, but thinking in the context of there are people who will come by our stuff who don't even know they have a problem. And those are the kind of people that we have maybe less than five minutes of their time to put into something. So it's gotta be short, quick, get them onto the list kind of thing. Yep. Then from there, we can put them into the slow lane where we essentially share what the problem is that they might be feeling, kind of make them recognize that. As soon as they're recognizing it, then they'll be seeking potentially a solution. That's when we move them into the fast lane when they're seeing that solution and they're, they're looking for somebody to actually just solve whatever problem they have. And you so in, 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 in that construct, then we're driving, when, when you put this together, then I'm curious, how do you, do you roll this out in phases? Like do you have somebody start with like, let's do it. Like just start with this. Yeah. yeah you, you typically build the sidewalk slowly and fast lane all at the same time. Cause at the end of the day, if not, you're going to lose that on a lot of people that would naturally go through. But in terms of like advertising, in terms of rolling it out to public, you want to do sidewalk first and slowly and then fast lane. Um, especially even, you know, doing your Facebook ads and all these different types of things. Uh, you can roll it out any way you particularly want. It depends on how much budget you have. You know, if you have, you know, 10 bucks a day to put on Facebook ads, you're going to have to roll it out in pieces. Um, you know, when we do Facebook advertising, I mean, you know, it's taken me a while to get to this point, but you know, now that we're spending anywhere from, you know, I think in October, given the fact we have a little bit of a launch, but you know, we got $75,000 budgeted in October for ad spend, you know, so I can put a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks a day on ads. It's totally, 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 totally different. Um, than putting 10 or $15. If you're doing 10, $15, you need to roll it out in some phases, right? If you're doing it, um, and you got some budget, you can do the whole thing right away because you have enough new leads coming in the door right away. Fantastic. Awesome. Okay. Well, I, I know we're coming to the top of the hour here. Um, Scott, is there anything that you think that we didn't cover that's worthwhile covering uh, before we wrap it up and tell people where they can find you? Uh, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, don't get overwhelmed, right? Yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people get overwhelmed. Um, don't get overwhelmed, right? And, 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 you know, just think about the fact that, um, think about how much time on a weekly basis or a monthly basis that you actually put in 
to hunting down new leads, new customers, all these different types of things, proposals, whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, just think about that in your head. Now, think about the fact that in less than three months, and, and we do this all the time, less than three months, less than five hours a week in 12 weeks, right? We have somebody having that full marketing funnel online optimized, right? So 60 hours, 60 hours, and for something that you can use continually while you're sleeping, right? There's not a day that I, 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 you know, and this is the same for our customers. There's not a day that they go to sleep and they don't wake up with new leads that are going through their marketing funnel, right? And so that, and that's a beautiful thing. It's, it's the difference of a long-term investment versus, you know, investing one hour here or two hours here or five hours here on business development. And uh, I, there, there's no better way to be able to build a, a sustainable, successful business. Fantastic. I love it. Now, Scott, where can people find you? Well, I, I'm going to put a link on here because, of course, we have a really cool video series that's out right now, and it's going to bring you through. <laughs> I already talked about the video series of how how you know what 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 it's going to do, but it's going to bring you through SSF method and why online marketing is broken. Then it's going to bring you through Funnels 2.0, which is going to dive in deeper of what's here. It's going to give you a calculator showing you how much money you're leaving on the table if you're using any type of online marketing already. And number two, it's going to give you a customized funnel map. All right, you're going to put in how much you sell something for and what business you're in is going to give you a customized funnel map based on our methodology. And we also have developed a little mini site that allows you to go through lead magnets, conversion methods, landing pages with examples showing you exactly what you need. And then as well, uh, how this is working with other people. And we got some really cool workshops coming up. Oh, I mean, listen, some really, really, really cool stuff. A lot of valuable uh, stuff. I'm known for giving away way, 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 way too much. Um, I know when I talk to Danny, he tells me I give away at 10 times more than I should. Um, and then I'm hurting my sales, but, um, you know, I think that's, uh, I think that's good. I think there's, there's something powerful about leaving money on the table, uh, and giving, and giving value out there. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to leave that URL. That's, uh, I'm sure it'll be in and around the video. Cause if not, it's, it's a weird URL. So I will uh, let Tom give that URL to you. And uh, then from there, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you inside that. We got a really cool Facebook group about this stuff. Um, hundreds, if not thousands of people in there talking about this. And uh, I'm looking forward for you to implement this inside your business. Can't wait. Thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate you having you on the call today. Awesome. All right. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to In the Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorkis.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.